This is the Glitch Panopticon Season 2 Chapter 7. In this episode, we will be elaborating the construction of the Psychic Telescope at the center of the Panopticon. To reiterate, there are three main components of a Psychic Telescope. There are the receiver, the transmitter, and the structure. These three parts form the foundation for the substitution of the receiver and transmitter as the literal archetypal relationship into the place of the figurative one. Now, in this episode, I would like to describe the phenomenology of a psychic transmission, and describe further how to build the structure, and select an appropriate transmitter and receiver. To start off, a psychic transmission takes the form of a conversation or monologue. In the case of a monologue, it involves the recitation of some other narrative, internal or verbalized, by the receiver in response to the transmission through the projections of the transmitter. In other words, the transmitter projects the figurative archetype onto the literal archetype, resulting in a substitution of the receiver for the speaker. The receiver then recites the monologue of the distant subject. Now, a conversation can also represent a psychic transmission. In a psychic transmission which involves a conversation, the receiver and transmitter converse, within the particular, that is, within the contextual, regarding events, concepts and objects within the life of the receiver. This conversation filters through the unconscious-slash-subconscious of the receiver, resulting in a projected monologue which is conversational. In both cases, the receiver may be the only person aware of the multiplicitous monologue. But a proper receiver can recite that secondary exchange out loud permitting transcription. Now, there are two forms of psychic telescope, open and closed. A closed psychic telescope is easier to build. An open telescope requires a centralized system of control managed by a government, institution or corporation. An open telescope also requires the infrastructure, whether telecommunications or otherwise, to create that feedback loop between the general and the particular. From this point on, I will be discussing the design of a closed telescope. Both the closed and open telescope has the same essential three parts. The receiver, the transmitter and the structure. But a closed telescope requires minimal control top-down. By lacking this top-down feedback loop the closed telescope is easier to build. The main distinguishing characteristic between the two forms is that a closed telescope is closed spatially from the outside. An open telescope is free-flowing and relies upon the natural movement of people, ideas and communication. It is for this reason that an open telescope requires a top-down system of control and the infrastructure to implement one. The structure in both telescopes is the lens, the filter, which permits the assumption of the figurative archetypal pairing by the literal, the receiver and transmitter. The structure is the vocabulary which addresses the particulars of the receiver's life. It includes a variety of objects, concepts and the relationship between those objects and concepts. It also must include a select number of key words in common with the general, that is the conversation you are seeking to receive. Now, in an open telescope the particulars of the receiver's life are natural. They are the very objects, concepts and relationships which form the foundation of their life. In the case of the closed telescope those particulars can be simulated. I imagine two ways which this can be done. A closed telescope requires spatial segregation of the receiver and transmitter. Which is to say, that they must be physically separated from the world in which they live. This must be a permanent separation to be effective. They must live within the bounds of a closed world. With a certain number of objects, concepts and relationships. That is to say, ideological training can be useful in this regard. I imagine a building or a compound where the closed telescope could be built. A certain number of archetypally defined relationships would have to be included to make the closed telescope versatile. For example, all the familial relationships would have to be included, i.e. mother, father, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, grandparents, cousins. Likewise, it would be helpful to have in this colony a set number of archetypally defined professions. 
the basic building blocks of society would have to be included within this colony where you build the closed psychic telescope. Once you've selected all the people, you would have to ensure you have at least one receiver around which this archetypal tree is constructed. The receiver is someone who is prone to dissociation. Someone who possesses a capacity to remote view. Someone who is hyper-intuitive. They may even claim to have extrasensory perception. The selection process for the receiver would have to be rigorous. The goal is to select someone with the right qualities and the right familial-slash-professional network. Once you have selected your receiver, you can construct around that person an archetypal tree from their family line. The goal is to preserve all the essential archetypal relationships which are foundational to society. The next step is the preparation and construction within the colony of the receiving laboratory. There are two possible ways this could be done which I can review, but there may be many more. The first involves the use of physical objects. It may be as simple as three-dimensional shapes on a table. They must be distinguishable, but plain, so as to avoid associations beyond the conceptual. The number of these objects is equal to the number of essential placeholders and key terms within conversation you wish to receive. So for example, let's say you want to receive a conversation between two lawyers about a big corporate merger and acquisition. In this scenario, there are say five key players. There are four key objects. Terms in a contract. Or contracts. There are finally five key terms. Thus, there are 14 objects which must be placed on the table which each represent one of these objects. Now, the next step is the fine-tuning of the telescope. You want to take your receiver and condition them to associate each object with the same emotional attachment as the subjects. For example, let's say that subject half-view contract 1 is problematic and want to get out of it. You want to condition the receiver to view the object representing the contract the same way. This can be done through repeated conditioning with reward or punishment. So let's say, you shock them every time they touch that object. This would have the effect of producing aversion each time that you request that they touch that object. You do this for all the key terms, objects, etc. Now, it is not necessary that the receiver understand the content of the conversation they are seeking to receive. They don't need to know the subject of their psychic activity. The receiver must then be prepared for psychic dissociation. They must be placed in a dissociative state. There are many ways to do this not least of through the use of certain medications or drugs. But they also may be placed in this state using trauma or high-stress situations. The point is, however, you can put them into a dissociative state, you do so. Once perfected, you bring the receiver into the laboratory with a transmitter. The transmitter is the person who reflects the same archetypal relationship as between the two subjects. You then have them converse. You have the transmitter give the receiver instructions periodically while they speak. The receiver will then either verbally express the multiplicitous monologue, if a very effective receiver, or they will write it down afterwards. The next way of building a structure for the transmission involves the use of a conceptual framework as opposed to a physical one. This involves the drafting of a scenario and involves taking on roles. The same calibration must be completed prior to beginning the session. That is to say that the receiver must associate the placeholders with the same emotive responses as the subjects. Once this conditioning is done, however you choose to do it, through reward and punishment. You then sit the receiver with the transmitter and they discuss the scenario, while the receiver writes down the secondary monologue, the transmission. Now, there are a few things I can say about the structure. Namely, that all relationships between people and objects within the structure are equivalent. The objects in the structure must have equivalent relationships to those objects in the life of the subjects. You must have a set number of placeholder objects defined by the number in the conversation you wish to receive. There must be an inclusion of certain key words within the structure which are common to both conversations. That is to say, the lexicon of the receiver must include those key words. 
Now the hardest part of building a psychic telescope, whether closed or open, is the selection of your receiver. Good receivers are hard to come by. They are the product of a deeply intuitive nature, trauma and associative defense mechanisms. But a good place to start is the Myers-Briggs test, which specifically identifies people who are useful. These include INTPs who tend to internalize the transmitted monologue and ENTPs who tend to verbalize it. Now you may have noticed that some of this sounds somewhat familiar and rather like the techniques of psychics the world over. That is not a coincidence but rather a reflection of a primitive form of psychic telescope which has existed for thousands of years. This is not a new technology but rather a very old one. Landmarks such as Stonehenge, and other stone structures, betray a knowledge of transliminal communication which human beings have relied upon for thousands of years, long before the advent of science, or when we could actually explain what was happening. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.